What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Joel Friday TV podcast. This is Joel Friday. Bienvenido. Welcome to the show. Amazing. It's amazing to be here on another Tuesday, right? It's always amazing. Shout out to the chat. First, I want to shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, you guys are amazing. I know I don't always get to you guys, but I try to I try to keep my eye on the chat. So I thank you guys for tuning in. Amazing. Tell the people about the show. Make sure you do that. Um, so shout out to you guys. Good morning, chat. Uh, thank you, Nick, James, Sean, Daniel, Jesse Lee Peterson, the whole crew. Always amazing. And uh yeah, today's topics I want to get into is the ultimate sacrifice. Ooh, today, y'all. The ultimate sacrifice. That's what we're going to talk about today. The ultimate sacrifice, okay? That's the topic we're going to talk about. Maybe a few other things, but mainly that, right? But first, before we get into that, um, hit that like button and that subscribe button. Smack it. You guys know how it goes. Lay the smack down on the like and subscribe and share a button. Tell your peoples, 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 peoples about the show so we can get the subscribers up and the message out, right? Make sure you do that. Don't forget. Also, you can call in. We already got some calls on the on the line here, which is amazing. There are some lines that are still open. So call in ASAP, right? And uh, let's conversate. Um the number you can call is 888-775-3773. That's 888-775-3773. And we could talk about whatever you want. I appreciate it. Amazing, right? So many things. Um, I want to talk about the ultimate sacrifice, but I'm going to take a call first because why not, right? Um, I'm going to take... Um, out of Ohio and then we're going to get into my message today so I'm going to take a call first I'm going to switch it up and then um, we'll go from there so Art out of Ohio um, you are on the air welcome to the show man Joel baby where you been at brother brother what's going on man man hold up what was that you was talking earlier was that so Spanish you was talking or whatnot bienvenido yeah, that's Spanish. Yeah. I, I'm trying to be. You, I'm working. I'm working on my Spanish. You know what I mean? You stop. You stop that, Joel. This is America. You stop. Yeah. Like, this is America, man. <laughs> throw them. Throw them fair American flags up in the uh, chat, you guys. Come on, throw them up. <laughs> I got you. I'm, I'm still repping. I'm still repping. <laughs> already, already. Hey, jo- hey, Joel, man. I was just thinking about something. I don't know yeah. if I was going to sleep or what. Yeah. I don't. It was just. It just hit me. It just hit me. And I was thinking, I was about to think about the caveman days when they say that uh, how man and female evolved over time. Yeah. And they said that when we were allegedly, when men and females were in caves, that uh, the female was banging rocks together, and the man went out and took the rock and hit uh, hit a lion or a bear in the head with the rock and killed and killed the bear or something. You see what I'm saying? Not really. I'm not following. Okay, when we in cave in caveman oh, okay. time, the oh, female okay. was in the ca- in the cave. She was banging rocks together, you know, doing whatever she 
maybe touching the walls of the cave or whatnot, you know, uh, playing with dirt pals. And the man took the rock that was in the cave and went outside the cave. I see. And I guess he was hungry or something. He was like, well, let me go ahead and just try to throw this rock and see if I can, you know, hit somebody with this or hit an animal with this rock or whatnot. He killed the bear. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So with the weapons or whatnot that they trying to ban, females didn't... Females didn't make no weapons. They were only playing with, they was playing with rocks or whatnot and just doing whatever a female does in the cave. Right. And the man took the rocket and made it into a weapon. So, of course, I would never expect no female to understand why a man or a, a man that needs a weapon. Females think that we just supposed to go, if we hungry, we supposed to go and talk to the bears and be like, hey, bear, I'm going to go ahead and Use this rock that I found in the cage, and I'm gonna cut your stomach open. And you just lay there, and you don't scratch me, bear. You right, don't be right. you be inclu- you be inclusive to me, and you use your pronouns when you're talking to me or when I'm talking to you. And you just lay there, bear, or you or you wolf or whatnot, and don't bite me, wolf, because I'm gonna cut you up and eat you. They don't understand none of that. I mean, you have right. to have weapons to defend yourself or even to hunt food. What? How do they think? How do they think men are supposed to hunt food food nowadays? Not even in cavemen. If you got somebody out there that's living off the grid or whatnot, and that's all they do is hunt bears and hunt hunt their wild game or whatnot, how do you think they're supposed to, to hunt? Are they just supposed to use bow and arrows? No, it doesn't how it works. So we need weapons, but it just goes to show yeah. they don't have no sense of logic to understand, oh, that's why we well, have these weapons. Well, mostly, mostly are mostly what it is, mostly. Right. Ninety percent of what it is, it's because um, most people aren't truly thinking for themselves. And if they are, they're also um, or or mostly people are listening to what they've been taught. And in the world today, it's been taught that all these things are bad because people use them in the wrong ways. And um, when these things happen, they blame it all on the weapons when originally weapons weren't created for misuse. But because yep. at times we may see misuse or mm-hmm. all that stuff, people are taught that guns are for this reason and because uh, guns are being misused and they must be bad. Mm-hmm. But it's not. They weren't created for that way. So if people, it's more so of like what, you know, most conservatives and a lot of people talk about is if it's the person, the person is the problem. So I think that yeah. the, these women or whoever are saying these things, and it's men too, but I get the women yeah. are really pushing yeah. it because it's it's more of like an emotional, like outcry to let's like all get along, right? It's like the uh-huh. it's like the um like the um surface level argument of let's all get along, and and the the greatest thing they can think of is like let's ban guns, let's take away, you know, there's no really depth to it, but. It's just bad teaching. It's false teaching and mis misunderstanding of what all this stuff means. I don't think it's completely necessary um, to or uh, vital to have a weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not against it, um, but I'm also not saying that like, oh, if you're a man, you got to have a weapon in order to protect yourself. I'm not that. I'm not that um, staunch for for weapons, but mm-hmm. um, I understand the value. And I understand that the Second Amendment is important. So um, at the end of the day, if somebody wants to choose to get a gun, get a gun. But nobody should try to make me not get a gun and not use yeah. it if I want to. That's that's that doesn't make any sense. 
Exactly. Okay, and let's just take it away from the uh, the cavemen and whatnot. Over over time, weapons have ev- uh, evolutionized and whatnot. From uh, back there in the biblical days and whatnot, they were throwing, they used rocks that they they swing them or whatnot. That's how the uh, uh, what was his name killed the David killed the Goliath or whatnot. Yeah. And uh, weapons decide whether uh, your tribe is gonna get killed, slaughtered, raped, or they gonna eat. So if you're trying to take weapons away, you look over history. If you don't have any weapons, you decide whether your kids, your ancestors, or I mean your grandkids or your kids is gonna eat, they gonna get raped, or uh, they gonna be wiped out by another tribe. You see what I'm saying? So if you don't have no weapons or whatnot, you basically handing yourself over to be uh, put on a platter. And I don't know if you've seen uh, uh, Day uh, Dawn of the Dead or something. It's where uh, it's where uh, basically. America has been invaded by Chinese. It's an old one and it's a, a new one. The old one was where Russia invaded America, a smart part of apartment. The new one is where I think some Chinese invaded uh, America or whatnot. And you know the saying is, only reason why China and these other places ain't invaded America because under every blade of grass there's a gun, meaning every American has a gun or whatnot. So in that movie, there's a scene where they jump in the, uh, they're uh, coming out the uh, planes and whatnot with parachutes. And when they're landing with the parachutes, the people in the community in these America, and it, and it took place in uh, Seattle or whatnot, a liberal place where they're against guns in, in, the, in the movie. So when they're landing on the ground, you should have seen the people in the movie. These dummies were sitting there watching people parachute out of these airplanes, and what? None of them did. None of them in the movie had no guns, man. And it just goes to show you what people better wake up and whatnot, because they think that that's too far fetched to happen, because they think that uh, Chinese can't fly over here on no plane. <laughs> In a, a, a couple ticks of a second, meaning they don't, they think that their jets and their planes are slow, or whatnot. These ain't the 1960s. The technology nowadays, if they wanted to get a whole bunch of troops over here, or whatnot, yeah. it ain't gonna be like, you know, it ain't gonna be no. Oh, it's gonna take a couple of days for them to fly over here in a plane. No, they can get them here in a snappy and a jiffy yeah. of a second. So the liberals and these lefties keep on talking that nonsense yeah. about. Uh, eliminating guns, and yep. we're going to see where your generation of people going to be here when a lot of this stuff starts going on. Hey, man. All right, I appreciate that. I do got to get some other calls, but I appreciate your your take on that and, and coming on the show and really uh, bringing that take. I appreciate it. You're right, though. It's it's um, People think that, um, that uh, that's the problem to take away guns, and if something were to happen and you don't have a gun and, and you need one, what are you going to do? So I appreciate Thanks. it, Art. Hey, I appreciate Go it. Ahead. Call me again, man, and we'll talk again. Hey, Joel. Yes, sir. Tell them we still rolling with Trump, too. Hey, I'm going to let them know. They know. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, because um, I don't want to get too uh, hung up on the gun uh, topic because I got other things I want to get to that are a little bit more important. But Art is right, though, is that um, mainly what Art is for is that, like, they're trying to take away the rights and he's like, you know, if something happens, we don't have it. Now, I don't believe I'm ne- I'm not necessarily like that strong of a believer in having a uh, firearm as a need and necessity. If you see to get it, then you get it. Right. But I don't see it as like you got to have one. Right. Because you may not. You know, you may not need, ever need one. You know what I mean? But his point is that they're taking away our guns and then um, leaving us with nothing. And if something were to happen and you need a gun, we don't have it. And he's totally right about that. You can't live, you, you, 
they can't just take your guns away just because of whatever they want to do, whatever agenda they're trying to push. So we have the right to have guns if we want them. If you don't want them, then don't have them. But leave me alone if I have them. Anyway, moving on, uh, let me take one more call, and then I'm going to get into my 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 topic. Um, but I'm still going to get you to the calls. The calls are coming in, um, which, is, which is good, and I'm still going to get to them, but I want to shape the show a little bit, but I'll take one more right now. Let me go to Alexander, first-time caller out of Columbus, Ohio. 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 <laughs> Alexander, welcome to the show. You're on the air. How's it going? How's it going, man? It's going well. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty well on my end. Right on, right on. You had a question. Yeah, yeah, I just had a question for you. I was watching an old video that said that you don't have a free will, and you can't choose God; He chooses you. And I was just hoping you could help me understand how you don't have a free will. Uh, how you don't have a free will, God chooses you. I think you, in my opinion, I think that you do have a will. Uh, I think what Jesse means by free will, and I could be wrong in what he means. He knows what he means more. But I think what Jesse means by um, free will, are you asking me what, in comparison to what Jesse believes of free will, or you seen an old video of, of me? Uh, I, I think it was you guys. Uh, you, like conversing. Oh, okay. And, yeah, that was just like basically the, the, the topic. Oh, okay. Uh, I I believe um, that we have a will to either um, be on the side of good or the side of um, evil, meaning that like um, in agreement with one or the other. Like I feel like it takes will to tell yourself that um, you want to seek out good versus um, seeking out evil. Now, you may be confused on which one is what, right? You may be confused on what is good and what is evil, but I think that um, you can lean on a side of um, good as you see it. Um, Because I feel like when people do certain vices, I feel like if we really wanted to stop doing certain vices— we can um, lean on the. I don't even know how to explain it, but we can make we can make a decision um, in our hearts to be fully committed to good and seeking good and being right through our understanding. So I do think that there's a free will, um, but not in the sense of you being able to take action on it and stop yourself from doing something or whatever the case is. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that uh, that does make sense. Cause yeah, like something that really like I don't like ma- just made sense to me. Like another thing you guys are talking about is like you can't, you know, change your just like change your behavior through like you know just willing yourself change or just go from one bad behavior to another exactly, one. Exactly, exactly. And, and I felt like that's just something that you know has <laughs> been happening to me, and it's just so frustrating. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, I, I just for like the other part then, you know, like, yeah, I've been, you know, trying to, you know, believe in God, but he's like, oh, people, you know, say, oh, they, you know, they're following God, but nothing really changes in them. They're still making bad decisions because you can't choose him. He has to choose you. It just has to be, he just has to be revealed to you. And, and I just, 
struggling yeah. how to go about that. How to go about, what do you mean, like, how to go about what? What exactly? Having him choose me. You said you oh, choose yes. him. You'll just go from one bad behavior yeah. to choose you. Will you choose, will you choose, that's a good question, Alexander. You choose by knowing that you want to seek you want the right thing. You want to be better. That's how you choose, right? You choose that. And you're more so influenced, right? You're influenced. You realize God is actually calling you to that understanding that you have in that moment to realize that you actually want better for yourself, right? So you're choosing at that point to seek out the truth. And your will is in alignment with God's will. So, um, the fact that you want to do that is all you need to do. And that's an interesting question because I'm actually going to talk a little bit about that too, is that at the end of the day, um, all you can do is just know that um, God is working with you. Like you said that, you know, he, he's, he, he chose you. You know that and that's it. You cannot do anything. There's no, there's no other effort you can do. The mistake that people make and the mistake that I made is that now because we have this this quote-unquote call from God, which is true, the call is now you feel inclined to 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 walk the 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 narrow route. Uh-huh. Then you want to go the mistake people make is that you then you jump in the Bible and now you're trying to like make it go faster and get your life turned around and stop sinning and all that stuff to where now you get obsessive. Now you're reading the Bible every day. Now you're going to church every day. And now you, now you end up like the crazy person, right? The best, you know what I mean? The best thing you can ever do is just know that you want to get better and leave it at that. Be patient. Let it go. Keep living life and just let God leave you, uh, lead you. And there's things like the silent prayer, uh, meditation, and observing and stuff like that that helped you get closer that you can do on a daily basis. The morning and night is meditate, doing the silent prayer. That helps you get closer. But there's nothing you can do, and there's nothing you actually should do to try to make yourself get closer. Don't read the Bible every day. If you feel inclined to do it, you feel like, oh, okay, I want to open it up and read a little bit, do that. But don't put in your mind like, oh, okay, well, I want to be better. So every day at 12 o'clock, I'm going to read the Bible for an hour. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like you don't want to, and it's not like the Bible is bad, right? It's just that we're, we, we become too obsessed of wanting to be good. And now it's being forced, forceful good. And we're forcing that on ourselves and people. That's exactly how, that's why I feel like, I, you know, when I try to be better, it's just so, like, I feel like I haven't truly, like, been, like, my, my like, nature has, like, I'm, like, forcing it, and, and I know that's not correct. Yeah. I think, I think that's really good, good advice. I think I need to just be paid. It's not going to happen over, you know, it's just like you want everything so quick. I want it to happen overnight, but I yeah. think that's really good advice. I just need to be patient. Just be patient, man, and be, stay in the moment as much as possible. And then you'll see yourself changing. You'll see your, your you see yourself being more aware, and things will become less stressful because if you do get too caught up in the Bible and all that stuff, you're adding extra stress and pressure on yourself, and then it's gonna add more conflict and then make you get dig deeper into the things you don't want to be into. You know what I mean? You yeah. don't you don't want it to be too nothing to be too serious. 
you know, or it'll control you. So it's going to change. God is already working. The fact that, you know, you're asking, you're, you're seeking these questions and, you know, you're watching videos. God knows that you want what's right and he's already working on you. So it's just let it happen slowly. Like you had the, you were influenced to call into the show today or, or watch the video. Let it just unfold like that. And, you know, things will be a lot less stressful and less pressure on you and it'll change on its own, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And and uh, just w- one other quick thing, if you have time. Yeah, man. Um, just another thing is just like, you know, when you're at work, I feel like, and you're like telling people, you know, they're messing up or whatever. Like, how do you tell people what they need to be like, to do it without, I don't know, without doing it in like an angry way to still get them to do it. Cause I feel like sometimes, you know, people won't listen unless you're kind of like asserting yourself on, you know, give me an example. Could you give me an example? Um, like, you know, you ask someone, Hey, go, I want you to, you know, uh, prepare, you know, I'm an accountant. So like, yeah. uh, prepare this tax return, whatever. I want you to have it done to me, whatever this time. Yeah. And they just either don't do it. Or they just do like a horrible, a horrible job. They're not like just yeah. responding to you really like asking. Like sometimes you, like, I feel like if you get angry at them, you like yell at them. Like you need to be doing it. Like, yeah. let's go. Then they'll like respond better. But I know you're not supposed to be getting like angry at people and yeah. yelling at them and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know when people aren't seeming to respond to like, you know, just like a calm way of asking them to do things. Like, yeah. what, what is the best way to go about That's that? That's a good question, man. The best thing to do, in my opinion, is that, for one, the first thing you do is you be kind about it the first time you ask them, and you say it with kindness, like, hey, could you just do this, A, B, and C? You say it kindly, right? And then there's some people who don't, like, understand, like, um, how to just be respectful, so they may take it advantage of it. And then at that point, um, you pull them to the side, maybe, and just be real with them. Just be like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm not trying to be that kind of guy. But at the same time, I need you to do this done in this certain amount of time. And, um, you know, I don't want to be angry with you or get, you know, I don't want to yell. I'm not that type of guy. But to be honest, I need you to do this and just be real with them or whatever. You use your own words. Right. But just be yeah, real. Yeah. I'm like, I need this done. And I would just really appreciate and respect if you just did it in a timely manner. So and so, you know what I mean? Being real yeah. with them in that way. And then from there, if they continue, then you have to be straight up. You got to be um, put your foot down. It doesn't mean get angry, but it's, now they're taking advantage of it, and now it, it questions their their questioning your authority over them if you're a boss or a manager or whatever. But yeah. um, being just be real with them, just be straight up. Okay, awesome. You know, I, I know there's other cards and stuff, but. You know, I love the show, and it was actually the first. I, I listened for so long, I never saw, but I was, I was just watching it. And I was like, man, I need to get get some more on this. So, you uh, know, I really, man. I really appreciate the the advice on everything. Oh no, man, I appreciate you calling, and I hope that that made sense. I hope that helped. Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, have have a good one. You too, man. Calling again, Alexander. I appreciate it. All right, absolutely. All right, man. Bye. Right on. That was a good call from Alexander. That's cool. Amazing. So um, there's some more calls, and I'm going to get back to them. But let me just get into the topic um, for today a little bit. 
Call her. Just wait. Just hold. I'm going to get to you. I'm going to get to you. Just give me a second. I want to get to the topic um, because it's very, it's very key. Is that, you know, Easter was on Sunday, last Sunday, right? And it got me thinking. It's crazy. And I wasn't even trying to think about Easter because I was never grow I was never raised on the true meaning of Easter, right? I didn't even I learned the true meaning of Easter in recent years. And I'm saying like real recent years, right? And last week it was rough. Like going through some stuff rough. And I didn't really understand it, but I was just trying to be obedient. You know what I mean? Just trying to be obedient, not understanding what God was doing. Still still uh Going at it with God, though. Like, why you do, what's going on? Why is this so stressful? Why is this so da-da-da? And, but ultimately knowing that I just got to be obedient, just trust, right? But my relationship, um, if you listen to the show last last week, I talked a little bit about it's okay to have a relationship with God where you talk back um, or um, you got uh, argue. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying like um, um, you're in, you're at the liquor store. You start <laughs> you start getting, and you start talking to yourself at the liquor store, right? No, but just having a relationship, just like how you would with your spouse, with your parents, with your friend. That when things don't understand, you ask why. Help me understand this. What's going on? I don't get this. Right? Expressing what's on your heart. So um, anyway, did a lot of that last week because there was a lot of things that was going on in my life that I wasn't really understanding. But anyway, um, as it got closer to Easter, it started to register what was going on. And I was like, I, I don't, this, is, this is weird. And then I started to question, okay, well, what's, what's going on in today? And I realized that on that Friday, um, it was Good Friday, right? And then I realized the Sunday was Easter. But then it, then I looked into it deeper, and obviously, and I didn't really even understand it, but Friday was, is Good Friday where Jesus um, was the day that Jesus died um, on the cross, which was Good Friday. That's why they call it Good Friday. He died on the cross, and then Sunday was the third day that he rose from the dead, right? So now that's a historical holiday that we all celebrate. But obviously over the years... And once it's it's gotten mainstream, it becomes more about candy and, like, gifts and all that stuff and less about the true meaning, right? But it's still nice. It's still a nice day, a nice holiday. So, but I realized in that moment that, like, wow, um, what what Good Friday and Sunday really meant. And um, it, it made a, a, a deep connection to what I was going through last week. Just enduring, just having to endure. And I realized um, that the hardest thing that we'll ever have to do in life and the hardest thing we'll ever have to do in life is to let go, is to let go. And I'm going to explain what that really actually means because Letting go is letting go of you, you. And 
the reason why I was going through it last week is because I still hold on to me sometimes. I still hold on to me. I have a grip on my life. You know what I mean? Like wanting God's will to be done, but also wanting things in the moment that may not be in God's will or I think that they are and they're not. So then there's conflict when I go after them and I don't get them or whatever, right? It's because I'm still holding on to things that I think that I want, right? But we're not supposed to have a grip on anything. We're supposed to let all things go, right? All things go. Because as the perfect example Jesus laid um, was he had to endure all things, all things to the very end. And he was enduring them not for the sake of what he would receive, but for what, for the sin, I don't even want to say it like that, but for what the world needed, right? And um, quote, unquote, the, the sins of the world, right? But that's so holy because it's deeper than that. It's that Jesus knew that even on the cross that he constantly said multiple times, it's in the Bible, God forgive them as they're beating him, beating him up, just beating him. God forgive them for they can't see. He still had compassion for the people. Like, forgive them. They know that not what they do. And that's so powerful because he was in tune and in touch with the the bigger the bigger picture, right? Because on the smaller scale, on the smaller picture, we just see ourselves. We just see us, right? And um, us um, does no good. <laughs> To anybody else, anybody else's life. So I realized that um, what I think God was trying to show me is to let go. I have to learn to let go of my entire life. And it says in the Bible, too, that once the person, when you let uh, go of your life, is when the person who lets go of their life is when they find their life. And that's so deep. I never really knew what it meant until recently. The person that lets go of their life for me will find their life in me or something like that, right? I'm paraphrasing. So true. And that's the ultimate sacrifice is when you let go of you altogether, everything. Let go of what you're going to eat. Letting God uh, tell you what you're going to eat. Letting go of chasing women. Letting God tell you, uh, letting God add a woman onto you, Right? Letting go of these things because when you just let God do it and direct you, it comes at the right time. And then it's, it's perfect. Like I gave the example last week is when um, I was going through it. I had missed my lunch, right? I didn't have my lunch with me. So I was going through it. I was hungry and I didn't eat all day. And excuse me, I eat all day and. As I was um, going through day, I'm like, man, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm feeling the hunger pains, right? I'm like, I need some food. But I wasn't getting any food. So I just had to endure it and keep going. So 
the day was going hours were passing and I had no food until the end of the day. So I just had to deal with it. But the, um, we had got a little break. I had got a little break and then I had a little piece of cookie in my car. That's what I was talking about last week. And in that, that cookie, I ate the cookie and I didn't eat all day and I'm looking for, I want a sandwich or I want like a meal. Right. But all I have is a little cookie, but I take the cookie and then I was completely satisfied off this little cookie. Completely satisfied. That was all I needed to re-energize me. I had more energy again. I was back to it. Back at it. Ready to go, right? But in that moment, I had realized that I was provided everything I needed for that moment. That was it. I didn't need a Chipotle dinner. I wanted it. I didn't need that, though, right? So that's the perfect example is that when we let go of now, we have to be led to do that, and we have to be we have to have the understanding of it. Because if you just go and try to do it, it might be a little rough. It might be a little rough. But that's a perfect example is that when God adds it, you don't need much. He fed the thousands and thousands of people one loaf of bread. Remember that story in the Bible? And they were satisfied. And... Because when he adds it to you, it's perfect. It's perfectly, it's the perfect thing you need. So I had realized that last week, um, because all last week I, ha- I was doing like a fast, right? I was fasting last week, and a fast didn't come intentionally at first. <laughs> like I fell into the fast on accident because I was missing meals and also, um, when I was planning to eat my food, the food that I had um, wasn't good anymore, so I had to throw it out so that I didn't have food then. So I was going days like, like where I was having one meal a day, maybe two meals a day. And I, then I was like, I was getting hungry and I wasn't eating. I'm like, what is, what is going on, right? And when I would try to go to places to eat, it were closed. Like everything kept coming up. And what was happening is that I believe that God was trying to, give me to understand the, the true meaning of letting go of your life and trusting in him to add all things and also understanding what it truly means to endure and to let go. It's the hardest thing when I tell you. It's the hardest thing you ever have to do because once I realized that, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm with you. I'm with you. We're going to try this. We're going to try this. So from Friday to Sunday, so from Good Friday when Jesus died, to Sunday, I didn't eat. I fasted. I said, I'm a, I'm a fast, for real, for real. Not just skip a meal or two. No, I didn't eat three days or two and a half days. No food, zero. Lord, have mercy to pain. Lord, have mercy. I was going through it. I was going through it. All kinds of stuff. And at first you get all excited and you're pumped up and you're ready to go and you're feeling motivated until that first uh, mealtime comes around. And then you're like, dang. And then everybody around you is eating. And they're eating good, too. All the goods of pizza, burgers, candy, all the good stuff. And they're eating right in front of you. You smell it. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. And the day keeps going. And then something happens to you. Um... And somebody tries to get underneath your, uh, underneath your skin or, or Satan gets real busy. And now you the, the conflict adds. So now you're already hungry. And now there's more conflict. And now you really want a donut. <laughs> you're 
You know what I mean? And then that just, just adds up. And that's what was happening to me. And then I was getting frustrated. And I felt the anger trying to rise up. And I was getting frustrated because I'm like, I'm trying to be obedient. But why are you letting all these temptations come to me, God? Like, what do you? And I'm saying this. Like, I'm talking. Like, why are you letting this happen, God? Why are you letting all this stuff happen to me? I'm trying to do the right thing. But you're just letting all this stuff happen. And I'm like, help me. Help me. I said that. I was like, Lord, help me. This is hard. And then he told me, um, keep your word. Keep your word. And when you when you ask God to help you, he'll help you. And I, and I asked him, and he said, keep your word. And I was like, dang. Because I was ready to give up. I was like, okay, Lord, are you sure it was the third day? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't just 24 hours? I was ready to give up. But he told me, and I felt him tell me, keep your word. And I was like, dang, man, I got to keep. But when he told me that, it wasn't like, dang, man. It was like he gave me the light and the strength to endure more, right? It doesn't mean like he took all the pain away. No, because the pain was there. But he motivated, he inspired me in that moment to keep going. And and then I also, so then I, anyway, I keep going. I keep going and I'm wrestling and I'm going and it gets real hard again. It gets real hard again. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like I'm trying and I'm fighting again with the Lord. He did he done helped me already. And now I'm fighting with him again, right? And that's just human. Don't be ashamed to do that. That's just human. And sometimes we may go a little sometimes um you may go over a little o- overboard and you gotta okay, like sorry Lord, I was tripping. <laughs> I was tripping. But that's human. You know what I mean? To express yourself. Sometimes you don't know and it's okay to get it out. But anyway, I'm going through it again. And then I asked God, help me, help me, help me. And then he shows me um, that even Jesus, Jesus on the cross said, Lord, why have you forsaken me? In that moment, Jesus was lost and confused. He doubted. He said, why have you forsaken me? Meaning, why have you left me? Why are you not here? When God was there, right? But he was feeling that ego pain. He was human. He was a human being. But in that moment, he also questioned God. He also questioned God. God, where are you? I'm up here on a cross. I'm hung. I got beat up. Where are you? He showed a moment of human humanness. I don't even know that's a word. But he showed a moment of it, right? Even Jesus, he showed a moment and he asked, why have you forsaken me? Confusion, right? And right after that, boom, which is also asking God, help me, right? Why are you gone? Help me see. Right after that, he says, Jesus says, it is done. So God gave it to him right there. That's how I viewed it. God gave it to him right there. Oh, it is, it's done, right? And then boom, he died. Or oh, then he says, um, um, God, I give my soul to blah, blah, blah to you. Take it from me, blah, 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 right? And then that's when he dies and then da, da, da. But 
the thing was is that he endured it all the way to the end. And not only that, he kept his word. And not only that, he had to ask for help. He was still a human. He had to ask for help. And there was times also where Jesus was getting beat up. And um, before he got captured, actually, um, he was going through it. Like, and I got this from, um, it was in the Bible, but I also seen it. Passion of the Christ is a good, Passion, Mel Gibson does a good job at uh, telling the story of Jesus' last days. It makes sense to me. It, it hit the spirit for me. But he, he goes, uh, right before Jesus gets captured, um, Jesus is like praying, like God, he's like on the floor and he's like crying almost. He's like, God, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're doing. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, please let this pass from me. Let this pass from me. Um, and meaning like, let this pain go away. Take this pain away that I'm feeling. And he was so distressed that the disciples were looking at, like looking at each other like, whoa, what's, what's wrong with Jesus? We never seen Jesus like this. And the and then Jesus goes tells um, the disciples he's like, go get um, the other disciples, go get the other ones, right? But um, don't bring them here right away because I don't want them to see me like this. So what does that tell you that? And Jesus wasn't always walking on water. He was feeling the ego pain hard. So much to where he didn't even want some of the other disciples to see him in that condition because he was so, like, beat down. But he, he kept going. He kept going. It was hard for him. And there was a time he was going up the hill with the cross, right? He's going up the hill. And then um, he falls off the cross, right? Because he's so, like, weak. He falls off the cross, and he falls on the ground, and he's just laying there. And he just look in the movie. He just looks like he's about to give up. He just looks like, um, what's that? What's that? Uh, that video game where they're like this. Where they're like finish him. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Combat. That's what he looks like. He's just in there like this, right? And what does God do? In in the style that God does, He sends um, Mary. He sends a lifeline. And then Jesus sees Mary, his mom, right? And when you see this mom, and it's not, it has nothing to do with mommy. Okay, so take that out of your mind. Some people are going to be like, oh, that's mama. No, it had nothing to do with mommy. But he looks at um, Mary, his mom, and Mary's just distraught. She's crying, and she's just, like, going through it. Like, I just, you know, because you know, you know how that is. And he sees her, and is like, and it, it motivates him. He's like, I got to be strong. He didn't say this, right? But you get to see it. I got to be strong for the people who follow me. He And you can see it in his face that um, when he looks at her, he tells her um, the job has to be done, right? The job has to be done. And right after that, he gets back up, right? So God sends another lifeline and gets back up, right? And then he keeps marching on, and he goes all the way to the top, and he, he makes the sacrifice. But the point is, is that that's the ultimate sacrifice, is that when we deny ourselves fully, and Jesus set the example. He set the perfect example. 
And it's not about being holy. It's not about um, uh, being a Bible thumper. It's, it's deeper than that. He truly set the example. And because and, what he did is that he denied his, he had no choice but to deny, deny his ego fully to death, right? And we can't even deny the ego for some food or sex, right? You know, he was over here getting um, beat and um, uh, stabbed and hit. You know what I mean? Like, he's over here really it, it, still praying for people, still praying for to forgive um, these people. They know that and what they do. But the point of all of that is to say that as Christians, if we are going to take the narrow route and if we truly want, and now this is only for the people who truly want to go the distance, who truly want to be on that narrow route and take the narrow route and truly want to be the select few and truly want to make the difference, right? This is only for, the, for, for those people. We have to deny our ego completely, deny ourselves completely. Let go of all your wants, all those things that in your head right now that you can think of, that you want, everything. Let it all go. It doesn't mean that he's going to take everything from you, but it means that there has to be no attachment to anything, nothing. Everything has to be come and go. Food, people, relationships, jobs, things, houses, cars, Everything has to be able to go, um, come and go, and everything has to be added on to you. You have to die to this. The ego is the biggest distraction and trap and setup. The ego is the biggest setup, and it's actually the only thing standing in your way from perfect peace. That's the message right there. The ego is the only thing standing in your way from perfect peace. And the only reason why you have conflict is the ego. The ego. It's because we don't want what is happening with the, uh, we don't want to feel what we're feeling when it's happening, right? We don't want to have to endure it. But it's not, it's the ego that has to die. And we have to go through it. Because guess what? When the ego dies is when we rise. I didn't even try to rhyme, but that was good. <laughs> when the ego dies, we rise. And we have the perfect example. And this is not me making it up. Jesus set the example. He, he, he went to the death, right? And his was physical death, right? But same thing. I'm talking spiritual death. But same example is that Jesus went to the death. And what happened? He endured it all the way to the death, and then he rose. So once we deny our ego, and we deny it, and we deny it, and we endure, endure, and obviously it's going to take growth. It's not going to happen right away. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. You know, it's it's a process. But just with that understanding is um, is what frees up that conflict. But the point I'm trying to make is once we deny that ego, and we let go, and we uh, endure the pain when it comes, endure 
um, the conflict, understanding that it's not us, it's just our ego and our wants and our selfishness that has to die, is when we'll rise in perfect peace and money and relationships and people and all that stuff is right there. Kingdom of heaven is right there. But I'm, I'll say it one more last time this. The hardest thing you'll ever have to do is let the ego die. It's to let go. Let that ego go. Let your life go. It's going to be hell. Hell. And if you, if you don't believe me, look at Jesus' life. Look at Jesus' last days. Perfect example. You want to know what it's going to be like? And I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's going to be physical for you. Jesus went through the physical stuff and spiritual, but spiritually use his, use his example as a metaphor. You got, you want to get to that, that kingdom of heaven, peace on earth, all things added paradise. You're going to go through hell first, but God is with you and it's going to be rough. I did it for two days and I was crying. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Isn't that crazy? Fasting. No food, no nothing. 40 days. I was crying over two. But two is better than nothing. And one is better than nothing. One meal is better than nothing. You know what I mean? The point is understanding that the ego has to die and being in obedience to when God is leading you in that direction. And it's going to be the hardest thing you have to, ever have to do, but it's worth it. Perfect peace. Everything you've been searching for is right there. And that's the answer, guys, I'm telling you. The answer is letting the ego die. It has to die. Deny all your wants. all the, You see that fine girl? Let it go. Let it pass. She's fine. She's looking at you. You're looking at her. You think there's a connection there. It's sex. Anyway, it's sex. It feels like a connection. It's not. It's sex. You know a connection when you know a connection. When you see a girl on the street and she's fine and she knows you're fine and you're looking at each other. Trust me, I this, I live in L.A. This happens often making eye contact with different females and I'm looking, she's looking at me and then I'm thinking like, dang, does this mean something? No. Sex. Because when God adds it, you're not, you're not um, lusting after what he adds. You're not lusting. You almost don't even realize he added it because you're like, I don't know if I want that. But then you realize how perfect it is. But let it pass. And sometimes you might give in, you might fall, and you might um, uh, talk to the girl, or you might have sex, or you might do all this stuff, and no big deal, get back up and try again. No big deal. No big deal. It's going to happen. But the, the way to get to paradise on earth is the ultimate sacrifice and it is to let go of your life let the ego die completely that's the only way 
And that's only for the people who want to get to the, that want to get there. Some people are okay with just having enough and, you know, having their little fix on the side or um, riding two horses and, you know, um, not having much. That's fine. They're, they're fine in that place. But there's also people who really want to get there, who really are called to get there, who really want to go there, go the distance. And really, it really be, or they, they, it's not that they want to be this example, but they feel this calling on their heart. It's possible. It's real. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Look at Jesus' example. It's real. You will rise. You endure. You will rise. And you'll have everything. And you won't even need it. You may have everything and give it all away because you'll be so it'd be so together in here that you won't even care about nothing else. But you'll have all that stuff because now all that stuff is subject to you. You're no longer subject to it. It's subject to you because we God rules money and cars and and, and relationships and all this stuff, God rules that. It's subject to him. He has authority over it. He controls all of it. And God is in us. So we'll, we'll have authority and control all of it once we're fully connected to God. But we won't be able to do that until we get rid of the ego. So anyway, that came for me from Easter. That Easter reminded me of that. I didn't even try to fast. I wasn't even looking. James was talking about it. I like food. So the last thing I want to do is skip a meal. But I know God is trying to do something to me, just like I know he's doing things in other people as well. But, um, yeah, Easter really, it really, it really helped me realize the point, the point of it all, the point of why Jesus did what he did. Um, and it wasn't for the sake of us having things. And this is my last thing I'll say on it. It was simply because we have to be of service to the world. We have a job to do. We have, it's nothing about us. We want relationships and stuff like that. And I get it. I get it. But our, our, the bigger picture is to be of service to life. We don't, we, we don't own ourselves. We're just used as tools. That's it. We're just used as tools for the world. We're just used as tools. We don't own ourselves. There is no us to be like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be his friend. I don't want to love that person. We are supposed to be of service, and that's it. Jesus was of service. He didn't come to get his feet washed. He washed feet. He didn't come to get served. He served. It was never about him. He died for our sins. He he didn't sin. He died for everybody else's sins. That's the perfect example. Our life, we don't own our life. We don't get to choose what we want to want to do. Because when we allow God to, to choose it for us, we're so grateful that he that we let him. 
because it's the best the best choice. So the people that want to go to that narrow route, they really want to get to that that place. Keep going, keep pushing. Let the ego die. It's just the ego. That's the only thing that's stopping you. The ego's in a way. And be honest with yourself. Be aware. Don't rush. Be patient. Take your time. It's going to happen. It's happening already. Things are going to change. The world is going to change. The world's only going to change when we um, let ourselves go through the process. Let ourselves go through the process. Stop trying to stand up all the time and be so um, strong and and outspoken and and all that stuff. Relax. You ain't going to change the world in a day. When people see your light, they're going to change. So relax and go through the process. Anyway, I'm way out of time, way out of time. But I got to take uh, really quick. Um, I hope that all made sense. Lord have mercy. I hope that all made sense. Um, but they said time to uh, end. <laughs> I'm seeing some of your comments. Amazing. Uh, really quick, though, and then I, I'm going to end the show. Let me get to some calls really quick. Make it quick. Uh, uh, Patrick out of Denmark. Let me go to Patrick out of Denmark really quick. Patrick, you have 30 seconds, man. Get it out. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Joel. I'll be right quick about it. Okay. I uh, I just want to um, point out a different view to the uh, the, the the quote by Jesus that he was crying out to God, I believe he was crying out to God uh, because they were mocking him, and uh, they were able to see that God was indeed in him. And because of that, God caused him to cry out so that they would believe in his words, that God was not in him, despite that they could see it. So he trapped them completely in this way. And, um, yeah, that, that's Christ manifest for us. Yeah, 100%. 100%, Patrick. I appreciate your appreciate your call. I hate to cut you off, but uh, I had to get to a, a one more last call really quick. That's your show, Joel. Thank but you thank so you. much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good point. Good point, Patrick. Thank you. Um, Daniel, first time out of Georgia. Really quick, Daniel, you got 30 seconds. Say what's on your mind. You're on air. All right, man. I just want to say uh, your show is uh, is amazing um, and uh, keep spreading the word. I think you resonate right more with the younger crowd. Right and, um You're really, you're really touching. But I wish I can go longer. But a quick question is, what I have a vice that I've been, I've been trying to kick. Like, what does that process of letting it go look like? Oh, like, that's a great question, man. Uh, stop trying. That's it. Just be aware that uh, you have a vice and don't make it a big deal because it's not a big deal. Like, it, it's really, 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 really minute. doesn't even matter. So, don't, but so don't, do you think the willpower allows you to overcome it or is there any willpower to overcome it? Don't even – your, your willpower is that you want to overcome it. That is your willpower. That's all you can do. Your willpower is no. there's no action you can take 
um, to make yourself do it. Your willpower is just knowing that you want to. That's it. And just watch okay. it. Because when you don't give it attention is when you don't make it a big deal. And when you don't make it a big deal is when it falls away. All right. Thanks a lot, Joe. I, I'm, I'm definitely calling and listening, man. Your your show comes on on my off day, so I'll be oh. definitely touching in. Right on, man. Tell people about the show as well. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. All right. All right, man. Amazing. Uh, sorry, call. I got to end it right there. I'm sorry, callers. Forgive me. Call in again next week. I will do my best to get to your call. Um, a few other people that are left on the line. Brian, uh, call me again next week, man, um, and I'll take your call. Amazing show. Um, thank you for um, calling in, people. And also thank you for tuning in, uh, chat. And I appreciate it. Amazing. I hope that all made sense. Um, and... I'm grateful to come to the show and talk to you guys. You guys you guys make it um, possible for me to have somebody to talk to. And thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson for allowing me to be a part of the network and ha- allowing me to have a show to where I can express what's on my heart, but also what I've, you know, the things that I think about. And we can have this fellowship. Um, it's appreciated. And I even like when, when, when people call in, they argue sometimes too. That's okay too. It's all good. So thank you guys. I appreciate it. Amazing. Tune in next week. Make sure you guys have followed me across all platforms because you ain't seen nothing yet. We got more stuff coming, and we got more clips and stuff, all kinds of stuff coming. We're just trying to figure out how to roll it out and, and package everything. But stuff is coming, so make sure you're subscribed. You tell people to subscribe. Oh, because we're going to make a difference. Oh, we making an impact. Oh, the impact going up. The, the whole Bond crew, the whole Bond network. Oh, we coming. Okay, so make sure you follow everybody. Nick, Nick on Nick's platforms, James, James Hake on his platforms. Make sure you follow everybody because, um, yeah, we're trying to do it. Amazing. Thank you, guys. I got to go. I appreciate it. Have a good one. See you next Tuesday. Bye. I don't do this for the fun.